0: Welcome in. It's the Penny Bloom Podcast. It's me, Colton Robertson, your host, joined by none other than the magnificent Tavares Pennington. What's up, buddy? How you doing? We've got a really good show ahead of us. We
1: do. Put a lot of work into this one.
0: We did for sure. We got a Jojo Rabbit, which we watched this past week. We uh, we got a whole new ranking and uh, so, sort of system that we've worked out for rating movies. And I feel like uh, it's gonna work out really well. Yeah. I mean, it's how we feel. It's how we feel, of course. But you know, also,
1: if you're listening to this, um, you already know that that's, everything that's we how say we do. is just how we feel. <laughs> it's so. just, that's just how we do. We <laughs> the, don't give you, a fuck about what. The anyone first else episode is doing. called.
0: <laughs> you got to create a feeling. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> got to create a feeling. That's a, like a year and a half old now. Yeah, it's all about it's, all about.
1: it's all about how you feel.
0: Other than Jojo Rabbit, we've got Comic Club. We're going four through six on the issues for uh, Black Panther, the intergalactic empire of Wakanda, which is a solid, solid comic book. And then to uh, top off the show, we have a special little segment where we're going to talk about, you know, what if weed and alcohol were switched in our society? What if alcohol was prohibited in several states? (laughs) <laughs> and weed was just all the rage. I guess we're gonna find out.
1: I guess we're gonna find out. Yeah.
0: We'll start. Uh, we'll start with. Uh, you know, what you been up to? What you been up to,
1: man? You know, a lot of a lot of just terrible, terrible things. Oh man. Yeah. No, I'm just playing. Oh god. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Just
0: a lot of just god awful things.
1: <laughs> nah, uh, I've been. I was at the lake for. I guess a lot of this last week, like more than I really thought about Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday,
0: Wednesday,
1: Wednesday, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you yeah, know, I just, it just be like that sometimes. Yeah. yeah. You know, and I, I couldn't turn it down. You know, these people were hitting me up like, Hey, you want to come on the boat? I'm like, yeah, I didn't want to come on the boat. Yeah, I want to <laughs> so come was on like boat. Uh, who do you think I am? <laughs> <laughs> of course I'm going to come on the boat. It, it I ain't l- got friends with boats. Oh.
0: Not really. Yeah, I, no. I, I'm
1: i lucky I do. Oh, every man. time I think about it, I'm just I've like, been out on.
0: I ain't been on, on the lake in a minute. Damn. Yeah, it's, I, a, I shame. Just, I, I, it's a shame. It's a shame.
1: Every time I go to these people's lake houses, too, I'm just like, your family has a lot of money. Like, I don't so know whether or not you know money. it, whether or not, like, you understand how different the way that you live is from I mean, majority of people.
0: If you own a boat, like... A, a relatively a, a decent boat they're nice boats you're like, doing good yeah
1: like they're, they're they're boats like yeah you know you're definitely doing good and uh it was it was a good time but uh drank way too much i'm pretty sure i experienced a serotonin deficiency on tuesday it like, happens pretty bad like it happens it was because i realized i'd been i had qualified as what you would call binge drinking
0: just imagine what would have happened if you switched weed and alcohol
1: y- yeah you know i wouldn't have wouldn't have been M- you know moderately depressed for a day
0: that's how it goes <laughs> really what it does to you yeah what you been up to uh not drinking alcohol i can tell you that yeah. much that shit will drain my serotonin <laughs> 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 but uh you know i haven't been up to much i've been working a lot I've been working a lot uh i've been reading some comic books i started a uh new series on hbo max started uh, dc's harley quinn Mm, okay. It's a it's a going? cartoon series. It's more of an, an uh, I say cartoon because I, I, I like the word cartoon. Uh huh. Frankly, <laughs> it's more of an animated series. It's not for kids. Yes. Yeah. It's, uh, it's definitely not for kids. <laughs> a lot of cursing. A lot of fucked up jokes, okay. which is hilarious and exactly what I would like want out of a DC based? villain show. Yeah. Oh, it's not based in any comic really. I mean, the characters are it's no, kind
1: com- of comedy based. Oh, like it's yeah, a funny... it's
0: a comedy. Okay. Big time. Uh. It's kind of funny because it's just like the villains leading regular-ass lives. Like, they have their own little villain society, you know? Uh They go on, like, talk shows and work out their beef and stuff. (laughs) Shit like that. There's, like, a henchman agency. They're like, yeah, we can rent you. Agency. We can rent you guys this. We can rent you guys this guy out for the weekend. You
1: know. <laughs> okay, so this is like completely like removed oh, from like oh, DC no, it, it doesn't. Line. It's not
0: any timeline or anything. It's just it's it's kind of a poking fun at every DC character there is, and oh, they kind okay. of make fun of like how poorly some of their characters have aged, <laughs> or like the uh, like the ideas of them. You yeah. Know? Like yeah. Harley Quinn was always the abused girlfriend, who, and their their relationship was always. Uh, Joker and Harley Quinn's relationship was always like glamorized. Yeah. But now now everyone knows like, no yeah. Okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's not how this goes. No. no. <laughs> so they, they comment a lot on that and then like Poison Ivy, another great character in the show. Mm-hmm. She's a super villain, I put in quotes, because What's that uh mean? she kills billionaires who are uh destroying the environment.
1: <laughs> oh, so she's just like She's an environmental she's a, activist. She's a, she's she calls Eliz-
0: herself a, quote, eco-terrorist.
1: She's, a, she's Elizabeth Ocasio-Cortez. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> um, Alexandria. An eco-terrorist, though. That's um. That's a pretty dope-ass name. It's pretty dope, yeah, not going to lie.
0: Yeah, she's definitely my favorite character in that show. She's dope. You know what? How about we hop into it? Let's get to the show. All right, let's Enjoy the it. show. <laughs> What's that from? I don't know. Enjoy the show. Oh, it's Dodgeball. He's shaking his legs. That's yeah, pretty fucking dumb. Roll the tape. You have now entered the Penny Bloom podcast. Hosted by none other than Colton Robinson and Tamar Pennington. I hope you are prepared for a show unlike any that you've ever seen before. Or heard, I guess it's a So, we're gonna start with Jojo Rabbit. How'd you feel about the movie overall?
1: Yeah, it was it was definitely a movie to uh, come around to. Um, I don't know, like it just like starting out, I wasn't sure like what I was watching, like what the point of this whole thing was. And they obviously have one. Uh, it's not a it's not a movie that just like could you know throw millions of dollars away on just some pointless script about oh no a satirical view of Nazi Germany. But at that point, like for that first half of the movie, there is no other sort of interpretation in my eyes. Like, but, you know, obviously that changes. There are payoffs
0: to the setups that they set up in the first half of the movie Mm -hmm. that you don't realize at the time are kind of setups for what's coming later. Exactly. And I appreciate that in filmmaking. Uh, Any thoughts on making a movie about nazis
1: yeah i don't know i wouldn't have done it personally like i, I don't think that like that was a necessary movie for like when did it come out 2019 uh, 19, yeah yeah um i don't think it was really needed in 2019 i guess we have it and they did something compelling um which you know and the more i'm thinking about this and the more we talk about it it's making me think that sort of like what does end up happening with like it's big like sort of emotional payoff mm-hmm. It's kind, the movie is kind of built around that moment. Oh, it is. Like without it, it's pointless. Yeah, without it, it's pointless. And so, like, it's like, is that enough? Like, obviously, it's 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 really like hard hitting, but it's like,
0: was it was the setup was the payoff enough? Yeah,
1: like w- was that unique enough to make this a movie that's and, bringing that's bringing a new story from World War II?
0: And I'd argue that uh, no. <laughs> overall it's not. And and our ultimate score of the movie, I think it shows. Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. I think it does. But uh overall I did enjoy the movie. I don't I don't, don't want to sell it as though I didn't yeah. enjoy the movie because mm-hmm. I mean I've said this before on the podcast, you throw anything in front of me and I'll I'll find it entertaining. <laughs> but we have forced ourselves to be more critical here.
1: Yes and I enjoy yes you that have.
0: We're going to start with a, a summary of JoJo Rabbit. And uh, I'm getting this off the website, themoviespoiler.com. And note this spoiler was submitted by Alex. <laughs> <laughs> Jojo Betzler played by Roman Griffin Davis is a 10 year old boy in Nazi Germany during the second world war he's extremely patriotic and loves his country and loves the Fuhrer he he talks to his imaginary friend Adolf Hitler played by Teika Waititi who in his mind he sees as his best friend and biggest cheerleader he and his best friend Yorkie go to a training camp for Hitler Youth run by Captain Klesendorf Sam Rockwell his second in command Finkel played by Theon Greyjoy and Fraulein Rahm Rebel Wilson Jojo wants to be the best Nazi at camp but one day some of the older boys decide to test him on his commitment by commanding him to kill a rabbit. Jojo can't do it and so the boys start chanting Jojo Rabbit and Jojo runs away. Hitler tells him that rabbits have their good qualities and to go back to them and and prove them wrong as Klesendorf shows the youth how to toss an explosive Jojo triumphantly (laughs) takes the explosive and throws it into a tree. It bounces back and lands directly in front of Jojo blowing himself up. He's rushed to the hospital where he wakes, and he has a pretty badass fucking scar on his face, might I add. This is also the first time we meet Rosie, his mother, his played mother. by Scarlett Johansson. Oops, sorry. A moment
1: where you go, card. oh, fuck, Scarlett Johansson's in this. And I was like, oh, yeah,
0: no <laughs> shit. And I have a note about this in our next next little part of it. <laughs> His mother, Rosie, takes him home to recuperate. She she takes him to Klesendorf's office, where he and the rest of his crew, including Finkel, who is his secret lover, have been demoted for the grenade incident. She knees him in the balls and tells him to make JoJo feel included like all the other boys, but technically JoJo can't serve with the Hitler Youth Militia due to his injuries. A scar on the face. I think he had a leg thing, too. Oh, yeah, he couldn't walk. I I forgot about that. All right. That, too. Like, right, when he goes out. home, he <laughs> searches around his house and finds a secret compartment and discovers Elsa Korra, a teenage Jewish girl hiding inside. JoJo screams and wants to tell someone or kill her, but she overpowers him. And, might I add, it's a pretty badass moment from her. Yeah. I mean, it is a 10-year-old. It's pretty easy to overpower a 10-year-old. Right. But she did her thing. But she but was yeah, like, no, fuck I mean, you, you Nazi. And she she I appreciate it. She did what it.
1: I would have done at 17 years old to any 10-year-old who was a Nazi and was trying to... Um,
0: Tell someone I was hiding in her his attic. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Think, I think it made perfect sense. She knows exactly how to deal with Nazi kids.
1: We know exactly how to deal with Nazi kids. <laughs> that was a joke. <laughs> she tells
0: she tells him that if he tells his mother, she will kill him, and if he tells anyone else, the Gestapo will kill his mother for, for hiding her. In the town square, Jojo and his mother see the hanging bodies of victims of the Gestapo, and Jojo asks what they did, and Rosie responds, what they could. What they could. That was a, that was a good moment. I, I, where where he sees them hanging up, and he tries to look away, and she's like, "No, look, mm-hmm. look what your country, the one you're so proud of, is doing to people." Yep. Rosie tends to Elsa in the hiding place. Elsa was a classmate and a friend of Rosie's deceased daughter, Inga. And Rosie tries to keep Elsa's waning spirits up. Meanwhile, Jojo and Hitler brainstorm ideas on how to get rid of Elsa. Jojo believes the false anti-Jewish propaganda and thinks Elsa has demonic traits and evil intentions. He agrees not to tell her... tell anyone about her, but insists on interviewing her for details on the Jews that he is going to write in a book to help the Nazis. Elsa makes up stories about what Jews are like to quell JoJo. JoJo is angry with his mother for hiding a Jew, but can't tell her because of his deal with Elsa. So he acts grumpy, <laughs> accusing her of not loving her country. He tells her he wishes his missing and action father was here instead of her. So Rosie puts on a jacket, and she puts that the soot on her face from the fireplace yeah. and yells at him like, She's his father. Mm-hmm. It was an interesting moment, and I have that high was. notes about this. Yeah, we'll so, get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> she then tells Jojo to dance with her. Rosie believes that dancing is one of the few few ways you can be free under this Nazi regime, and uh, Jojo tells her, <laughs> <laughs> "Dancing is for people who don't have a job." <laughs> This kid fucking sucks. God. <laughs> Jojo continues his interview with Elsa, who tells him she has a boyfriend who she wants to reunite with when the war is over. Jojo pretends to get a letter from the boyfriend and reads it to her, breaking up with her. When Elsa seems upset, Jojo gets another, quote, letter that takes back what <laughs> said in the first one. Jojo and Hitler have more arguments with... Wait. Jojo and Hitler have more arguments with Hitler insisting that Elsa is a monster and Jojo questioning that. Meanwhile, Jojo spots Rosie leaving Free Germany poster postings around town, which we saw hanging from one of the dude's legs earlier. Yeah. Yep. Which was only a little disturbing. <laughs> Jojo is home one day when the Gestapo, led by Captain Dierts, played by Stephen Merchant, enter and begin tearing the house apart. Jojo panics, knowing Elsa is upstairs. Klesendorf and Finkel arrive on the scene. Elsa reveals herself and pretends to be Jojo's sister. The Gestapo demands her papers, which she produces. Klesendorf asks for her to confirm her birthday, which she does, and they leave. JoJo is relieved, and Elsa tells him that she got the date wrong on the papers, and that Klesendorf had let them go. But she is still certain that danger is imminent. That was a good part of the movie. Yeah, that was. For sure. JoJo walks through the city one day and finds his mother has been hanged in the town square. Devastated, he returns home, stabs Elsa in the shoulder, then breaks down again. Elsa com- comforts him. In the city, Jojo runs into Yorkie, now a full sort soldier, who tells him that the Americans are closing in and that Hitler killed himself jojo is shocked and seems wrong and sees rom arming more children as the battle wages she sticks that bomb on the back oh. of the kid and goes go hug the americans honey <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> she gives him a nazi coat klesendorf and finkel enter the fray wearing homemade uniforms emblazoned with pink triangles yep. the americans win the battle and round up all the nazis to be ex- executed including jojo klesendorf takes jojo's cost off and Costume off and tells him his mother was a good woman. Then calls Jojo a Jew and spits on him so the soldiers will remove Jojo, who screams at Klesendorf as he is executed. Mm-hmm. And I want to talk about that one because how do you feel about them giving a quote good Nazi arc?
1: That's interesting. I, I didn't really think about it that way because what, I thought. I, I mean, it's like what? So my my theory. Is kind of that like this movie was meant to just be like, div- like, it, it was supposed to portray in our, um, you know, twenty first century mindset what the Nazis were doing, and that was acting completely like buffoons and unintelligent people, yeah. just generally. But they made that go way deeper than just like. Like, where obviously there was organized strategy to exterminate mm-hmm. Jews, it made it seem like they just kind of had stumbled into this hate and stumbled into this these positions of power and been like, oh, well, of course it's fuck the Jews. Uh, yeah, exactly. Like they, they sounded super dumb while doing it, but they redeemed this guy in particular. And, like, I feel like that's just supposed to be, like, hey, like, common sense still exists. Like, that's what he represents is common sense, which is like, observing all of these events from the outside and being like you know maybe we are
0: kind of fucked up (laughs) yeah and Yorkie even mentions that he's like I think we might have picked the wrong side Jojo. (laughs) Jojo reunited with Yorkie who wonders what they're going to do now Jojo runs home where Elsa asks who won Jojo who has fallen in love with her, lies and says Germany (laughs) to keep her from leaving recognizing her devastation he gets a new quote letter from her boyfriend that says he and Jojo have figured out a way to smuggle her out Elsa confesses that her boyfriend died. Jojo tells her he loves her, and she tells him she loves him too in a little brother way. Hitler confronts Jojo one last time, angry at him, and Jojo kicks him out of the window, rejecting him fully and finally with a good, (laughs) old-fashioned fuck-off Hitler. (laughs) Jojo takes Elsa outside, now in free Germany, and they're unsure of what to do now. So, they dance. dance. All in all, solid film.
1: Yeah, I mean, Taika Wakiti is not a bad... Director,
0: or, or by any means, this was this was an impressive work of film. Yeah, no, it was. It's just the the content itself makes it hard to connect with.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And it, we're gonna do something called hitting the high notes, where I uh I took some notes on this movie, and it's in the name, people. I was a little high, <laughs> so there. Some of them are pretty funny. Some of them are. are a little bit more commentary like, you know? So uh, let's start with the first. The movie is immediately uncomfortable. <laughs> it's very hard to laugh at as JoJo and Adolf practice his heil to Hitler. <laughs> And it, I like how a Ytt as Hitler, was like, you yeah, know, just throw it away. Don't Man. even think about it. Heil <laughs> <laughs> Hitler. Fucking, it's, just, it's terrible. <laughs> and then he runs out his door and he's skipping through the streets yelling, Heil Hitler, Heil no. Hitler, again and again. And I laugh again and I regret it. And I regret <laughs> it. <laughs> he, he then links up with Yorkie, right? And I, I wrote, just a couple Nazi boys doing Nazi boy things. Yep. In parentheses, trained to <laughs> training to be big boy Nazis. Training to be big boy Nazis. <laughs> Sam Rockwell being a camp instructor is perfect, especially oh, yeah. a camp instructor for Nazis. Mm-hmm. It just makes sense. His character, like, the way he portrays himself often is very camp instructor-esque. Have you ever seen the movie Way, Way Back? I have not. Very good movie set around a water park in which he is a, he runs the water park, and he plays a similar role I mean, besides the hate for Jews Mm -hmm. in that movie, in terms of like his parental role over a child who isn't his. Yeah. You feel me? My next note was, uh, this is a great example of how fascism has, has the ability to completely and utterly brainwash the youth. (laughs) Yeah. This was while they were at camp and they were all chanting like, whoa, that's, that's honestly, we're Nazis. That's the, that's
1: the function of ideology is to just brainwash youth. And it's, it's, crazy when uh, one like nazism manages to get that far you know into (laughs) development (laughs) yeah no shit it's like
0: what are we doing like
1: you know how long people had to fuck up and be like this is okay for this to get this bad yeah
0: like bro how it's unbelievable because it's like people
1: still always know like without a shadow of a doubt not like always knew that nazism was dangerous and terrible Mm -hmm. and probably
0: even knew that it wouldn't last forever Oh probably. Like, they were like let's get this in while we can. Yeah. Like that's that's the vibe I get from Nazis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. Yeah, it's definitely. just disgusting. And plus their sheer excitement of burning books. The <laughs> way Jojo looked around at all these Nazi children burning books and was like this is fucking heaven. Like that's <laughs> that's not fun. cool. Immediately I like I, I did not like JoJo. Oh, no. I mean not,
1: that kid, even by the end I was still kinda like, you know, I, I for mean, a protagonist, he was a pretty mid character. Um but the story And, and I had to the keep remind- her yeah. And not not even really the supporting characters particularly. Honestly just Scarlett Johansson and uh Elsie Elsa, Elsa. Um Elsie's Westworld, right? Yes. Yeah, good call. Okay. Um but Honestly, they were the main, most interesting characters. Like, I would much rather oh, have by far. Had them as protagonists. 100%. Said. But, like, well, I, I understand they, why they, they weren't. were They partially were. They were. They were. They were secondary, definitely. Yeah.
0: My next note is uh, this kid talking shit about killing Jews, but then being a bitch about killing a rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As an animal lover, I didn't want him to kill a rabbit, obviously. obviously. But he was talking all that shit about how if he ever saw a Jew, he was talking to Yorkie. This was their pillow talk. He was <laughs> like, yo, if I ever see a Jew... I'ma stab it. I'm I was like, "Yo,
1: <laughs>
0: what the like, fuck,
1: God!" And I mean, he, you know, he did. I guess he did
0: eventually stab stab yeah. a Jewish girl. <laughs> my next note was, "Oh, I just got the name <laughs> 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 of the movie." And then the next note was, "For the record, I wrote that before they all started chanting JoJo Rabbit." <laughs> JoJo Rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> my next, uh, my next note was on first sight. German scar Joe was slightly off putting. Hearing her talk was uh, a little weird. I was like, huh. Yeah. Interesting.
1: Yeah, definitely. There are a lot of off-putting parts about this movie, though.
0: For sure. My next note, all caps, CLONES! Because <laughs> there were just a random corner of clones. hmm Ah, Mama's hiding a Jewish girl. I knew she was dope. I knew she was dope (laughs) Honestly, me too. I had
1: the feeling. I had that vibe. You know, she came in.
0: She came in there, beat the shit out of Sam Rockwell, and I was like, "This chick's dope. I know she is somehow."
1: And I was like, "She can't be that. She can't actually like." When she was like, "Look," like I was like, "She can't. She can't take pride in this. This isn't what that moment was. Yeah, right. It didn't feel like it.
0: No, she was. She was disappointed Mm -hmm. thoroughly. So, we figure out she's hiding a Jewish girl. Yeah. So that was dope. And right here, this note that I mentioned a few minutes ago, this chick has the right attitude about dealing with Nazi kids. Yeah,
1: <laughs> definitely.
0: <laughs> In the way at the beginning, Hitler kept offering him cigarettes. That was funny. <laughs> like I'm
1: ten years old. For Christ's sake, stop offering
0: me cigarettes. <laughs> but like it was like three times before he actually broke out. Of, he yeah. was like he was like here, and then he was like I'm good. And every time he like nonchalantly yeah. shrugged it off. He was like I'm good, thanks though. <laughs> <laughs> And I, I was just thinking throughout the, the whole movie is like this is exactly what a ten year old Nazi fanatic would imagine Hitler as because oh, yeah. we also have to remember Jojo doesn't know about concentration camps and I mean obviously he knows about the spreading of hate which is shitty you know. obviously but well, like, he probably thought Hitler was still. a fucking cool guy obviously he had him as an imaginary friend he mm-hmm. thought he was, was like man this guy's the savior of the country man. <laughs> He's, he's heading us in the right direction, yeah. you know? He's just trying to make Germany great again.
1: <laughs> That's exactly what it is. Honestly, I didn't even think about think about it in that way, but, like, people do really create these fantasies of uh, political figures uh, being sort of their hero when you're like... One, I mean, he
0: was still a politician. Yeah. Or yeah. they were still a politician.
1: One, he don't give a fuck about you. Two, he don't give a fuck about you.
0: <laughs> Three, <laughs> he do not give a fuck about you. <laughs> <laughs> Next one. She doesn't want to talk to me. Well, you are a Nazi. <laughs> that was, yeah,
1: it's a fair point. Yeah, fair, it's fair point, point, Jojo. Definitely a fair oh, point. Oh,
0: and Hitler. Hitler was the one who said, "Well, you are a Nazi."
1: Best point made all movie.
0: Yeah, frankly. Oh, that part where uh, Jojo's like, "You know what? Since you're not going to eat your food, I'll take it." <laughs> I was oh. like, and he because she was going to give the yeah. food to Elsa. I was like. I was like, you man, this kid's bitch. a dick. And But, like, the funniest part of that scene was Hitler sitting at the table getting real uncomfortable and then standing up. And yeah. <laughs> 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 like, what the fuck
1: do you have to be fucking uncomfortable about? No shit, you're Hitler. <laughs> and <Why>? you're imaginary. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that, oh, this
0: is a good point, though. Everything that Hitler does in that movie is a part of Hit- JoJo's subconscious. Shit, so, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. So whenever he did that, he almost immediately regretted it. Yeah,
1: yeah, definitely. Because he was like,
0: "Oh shit, <laughs> I really just want to get up and walk away right now." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then this this is the part where she got up, went to the fireplace, grabbed the soot, and put it on her face. And I have Y- dash as in I was gonna go why the fuck is she putting it on her face? <laughs> and then this series of notes is interesting <laughs> oh she has a split personality oh never mind she's just a weird parent <laughs> <laughs> she has a split personality well because it re- she really switched up she and did. like she acted like she was talking to herself for a second yeah. and i was like i was like what's she doing is yeah. she okay and then and then it became clear what was going on and i was like oh that's an interesting strategy Okay, yeah, yeah. i'm with it all right hey. now that i get what's going on uh-huh. okay and then i have a, another direct quote from the movie next Tell me where the Queen Jew lays her, lay, lays her eggs.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh the Queen God. Jew. <laughs> and then on their little bike ride and walk through the fountain and stuff, mm-hmm. Scarjo calls Jojo Shitler, which I thought was awesome. <laughs> In all caps, she called him Shitler. <laughs> Dancing is for people who don't have a job. <laughs> this kid is the fucking worst. <laughs> Every time I yeah, said that, I follow it with "This kid is the yeah, fucking worst." Yeah, you just
1: liked when they diss Jojo
0: Rabbit. <laughs> oh yeah, it's the wor- It's the funniest. Theon Greyjoy got actual shepherds who are German and not the dog's German shepherds.
1: That was probably one of the funnier parts of
0: this. Oh yeah. Movie. He's- and then, and then he got all Sam Rockwell got in his face. He was like, "Man, I'm sorry, I didn't mean that shit." I <laughs> mean, <laughs> you know, you're a beautiful, you're a beautiful guy, and those were, hurt, those were hurtful words. And they almost make out, and then they see Jojo, and they're like, oh, "Okay." Yeah. <laughs> my friend once met Russians, and they ate him. <laughs> 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 the Gestapo show up to the house. I look to my notebook. I write, "Oh fuck!" Oh, the Gestapo. Fuck. The Gestapo.
1: <laughs> they finna. They finna run up in there.
0: You may have heard the rumor that Hitler has one ball. This is not true. He has four.
1: <laughs> Honestly, like that dude kind of represents probably what JoJo Rabbit would have been if none of this ever happened.
0: Oh yeah. If he would have grown up, he was yeah. I wish I wish as mi- I wish more little kids had your blind fanaticism, he yeah, says when yeah, he walks into JoJo that. Rabbit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it is funny because it's true. <laughs> <laughs> He was one of the (laughs) worst characters in this movie.
1: He was a dick.
0: Oh, yeah, right here. The scene where the Gestapo uh, celebrate JoJo's book in front of Elsa, and you think JoJo feels bad about hurting the Jewish girl's feelings because, you know, the entire book is him hating Jewish people. Yeah. And for a sec, you're like, oh, that's sweet. Maybe he's kind of coming around for a second. And then they get to the part where he's planning ways to kill her (laughs) fiancé. And that's just more on brand for Jojo. More on brand, yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> just, especially at this point in the movie. I was like, ah, that makes more sense. Jojo back at it. And then, you know, he checked out the uh, the ID there, and he she got the date wrong. It was May 7th, not May 1st, like yeah. she said. Mm-hmm. He let them go, which was interesting. Which was. That's because that, that one, he directly helps a Jewish girl.
1: Yeah. But, I mean, if you think about it, another another thing that possibly could have happened with that is that he could have always been, like, not, not fully in. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. A lot of people do do that shit for survival. Like, you have That's to. That's true. At a certain point, if you want to have a, any sort of life, then you have to just kind of go with it. I don't know. He seemed like he hated Jews. You got to.
0: <laughs> <laughs> got to survive these Nazi streets. <laughs> 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 god damn i'm sorry that was bad and then i said they went ahead and killed his mom that scene tore me up the butterfly guiding him yeah. right to eye level with her shoes yeah then in all caps the emphasis on their shoes and tying them all movie came to this and i'm devastated because they tied she tied his shoes like three times yeah before that mm-hmm. before that moment yeah, and I, like they kept zooming in on her shoes while she was dancing and stuff, mm-hmm. and like I, 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 shoes, I appreciated the creative choice. I was
1: like, I didn't, but I like how that how it happens when it, when it happens unconsciously to where it's like when that scene comes up and it, like, all of those moments also come like oh rushing rushing back, back. and yeah.
0: you're like because you see him rise up from the butterfly on the ground mm-hmm. and he comes eye level with those shoes, and right. you, immediately you realize at the same time as he does, you just go, oh, oh, oh god. god. Yeah. And it's not even feeling bad for him necessarily. It's sad the woman died. It's sad she died. Because she, she was left. his saving grace. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Literally.
0: Literally. It's so interesting to me that he had a mom as badass as her and was still a Nazi fanatic. You know, kids will be kids. <laughs> kids will be kids. Kids will be Nazis. Yeah. Then we got a. Uh, oh, well. He then goes back home and tries to stab the girl, right? Yeah. My next note was, shame it took, him di- took his mom dying and him trying to stab a Jewish girl for him to realize he's wrong. But the scene where they're l- overlooking the battle and talking through it was good. Elsa is a very good person, much stronger than anyone I've ever met in my fucking life. <laughs> 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 and then we got a montage of them living together, set to everybody, which I made a note of. Mac, Mac Miller has a beautiful version of that song. Yeah, yeah I, which I did not know
1: before I saw this movie.
0: I didn't either. I was like, oh shit, there's an original version of that song. Yeah. Okay, okay. fair enough. <laughs> then uh, one of my favorite scenes in the movie is when the kid drops the uh, <laughs> drops the cannon. And he's oh. like, Joe, Joe. Joe, Joe. Blows up a corner store. <laughs> yeah. Fucking idiot. And the kid's basically like, yeah, Hitler's dead. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, Hitler died, man. <laughs> he killed himself. Couldn't take it. Blew his brains out. <laughs> no, t- that can't be.
1: <laughs>
0: Blew them out. Yeah, his brains, <laughs> dude. That kid was probably f- the funniest character. Yeah, in this movie. he was pretty funny. He was doing bad things behind everyone's back. I think we chose the wrong side, Jojo. Very important. I mean, they are ten. You know.
1: Yeah, yeah, you know,
0: they they have the ability to change. They get to
1: correct. They get to correct their mistakes.
0: If this whole movie had been about adults, it never would have got fucking made. No, it could. I because it, it'd have to it'd be, be much disgusting. longer.
1: It would, oh yeah, it would be really It'd be like, yo,
0: you're telling me this dude who's grew up in Nazi Germany is a grown-ass man fighting for the Nazi army is all of a sudden just going to be like, you know what? I'm a good person. I'm a good person. Fuck off. (laughs) That's why I kind of felt shitty about Sam Rockwell's character. It's like, and your point, maybe he wasn't like that the whole time, but like, man, he really sold it if he wasn't.
1: Yeah, yeah, he definitely did.
0: And if he wasn't, they should have made that more clear.
1: Yeah, and I mean, we definitely know by the end he wasn't. Yeah. Somehow, some way.
0: Like, he wasn't all the way in it. Mm -hmm. He cared more about individuals than he did the cause. Yeah. You know, killing Jewish people. Oh, yeah, and then in the battle, we see that Sam Rockwell and uh, Theon Greyjoy got their uh, fabulous uniforms that they designed earlier in the movie, which was fucking awesome.
1: (laughs) I was just looking for a second, like, what are they wearing? (laughs)
0: <laughs> Another note about Sam Rockwell. I hate I hate that they made Sam Rockwell a quote good Nazi, but I love it. I am scum.
1: I am scum. <laughs>
0: Not JoJo being selfish here. I mean, I get it because he's a fucked up ten year old. But Jesus fucking Christ, telling her Germany won the <laughs> war—that was terrible. <laughs> that was kind of
1: terrible. I was just like, fuck. Like, I thought
0: we were finally getting. I mean, and I get it because he's a ten year old, and he's like, I don't want to be alone. My mom yeah. just died, and I love you. And yeah, I get that. But uh-huh. it's like, dude, she is a Jewish girl who has been hiding from the Nazi army. I you know. can't tell her that yeah. Germany won the war. <laughs> That's some stuff that, like, maybe she doesn't come out of that closet again.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs>
0: like, I mean, seriously, like, that's just some fucked up shit. <laughs> then My next note was, yeah, feel bad about yourself, you little piece of shit. <laughs> then we learned Nathan's been dead a whole year, and that was kind of sad. Then my next highlighted note is, fuck off, Hitler. oh, he tied her shoe on the way out <laughs> the door. Glad she slapped him when she realized, yo, America won. <laughs> or Nazis lost. Nazis lost. Oh uh, they slowly started dancing. This is so perfectly weird. And that was the end of those notes. And that about sums it up. This was perfectly weird. This is perfectly weird. Is, is perfectly weird. Yeah. And uh it was it was definitely weird. It was weird as fuck. It was. It yeah. was a strange, strange movie, but I, I enjoyed it. I'd say I enjoyed it for sure. Yeah. Now let's get to our uh scaling system. That was hitting the high notes. We're gonna scale we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna rank this movie. Rank them. So we've got Wanna six scale categories. We got comedy, we got action, we got emotion, we got cast and crew, we got plot, and we got visual aesthetic.
1: And each of these categories are uh, disseminated into one scale, on a scale of cats to ten, okay? Cats being the absolute fucking uh, worst. Cats is the one in every scenario, from cats to ten. That's
0: what we're calling this. From cats to ten, all right? So, for the comedy scale... For number one, we have Cats, number two, Jack and Jill, number three, Not Another Teen Movie, number four, School of Rock, number five, Anchorman, number six, Scary Movie, number seven, Guardians of the Galaxy slash Ant-Man, number eight, Sorry to Bother You, number nine, Elf, number ten, Friday. On a scale of Cats to Friday, whereabouts does Jojo Rabbit fall for you in terms of comedy only?
1: Yeah, in terms of, I gotta go about, you know, seven and a half eight-ish like it's not as good as sorry to bother you but it's it's probably funnier than um Ant- Ant- ant-man right Which yeah, you know, seven, yeah
0: yeah and i'd agree with that you know yeah because i mean it's, satir- naturally it's a it's a satire yeah the whole right. thing's a little funny mm-hmm.
1: but it's like with, with <sighs> me, me for me with the guardians of the galaxy and the um and the uh, uh ant-man films like those aren't like meant to be they are meant to be comedy films they're meant to be funny marvel movies for sure like the funniest of the marvel movies but like marvel movies themselves are also like trying to like build up this whole other story and stuff and so the comedy is just kind of like passing by but like jojo rabbit feels built in a lot of ways upon the satire itself absolutely they they, they definitely focused on making sure that there were parts that you laughed at 100%.
0: Oh, one hundred percent. And there were some funny, funny ass moments in this movie, like that one where the kid drops the cannon and blows up a corner store. Joe, Joe, that shit's funny as hell. That was and really frankly, funny. I mean, when Hitler shows up at the end with the bullet holes in his head, and we get fuck off Hitler. That's a sol- <laughs> that's a solid part too. <laughs> there was there was just plenty of funny mo- moments in the movie, and I appreciate it. But it's not the funniest movie I've ever seen. No, no, definitely not. Therefore. Like- Seven and a half. That's a good that's a good place for it. So comedy got seven point five out of ten. What we're gonna do this is all of them are gonna be rated out of ten, and then we take the average. You got me? Yep. You got me. Next one, we have action. Obviously, we know not every movie is going to have action. And that's okay. That's why some of these scores aren't going to be as high as they as maybe other places would rate them, because you know, this movie didn't have a ton of action. Yeah. It yeah. had that one scene at the end where they had like an all-out battle and shit but it was driven by comedy more so than the action yeah so on a scale of cats to 10 we've got cats at one transformers age of extinction at two god fuck that we got Chappie at three we have tokyo drift at four suicide squad at five mission impossible ghost protocol at six seven john wick Eight The Matrix, nine Born Identity, and ten The Dark Knight on a scale of cats to The Dark Knight. Where does Joe Joe Rabbit fall?
1: Pretty low, two two point five. Better than Transformers: Age of Extinction. Fuck that movie, but not as good as Chappie. Like Chappie, Chappie's too strong. I mean, <laughs> and, and Chappie wasn't even all that. Like we're talking two point five. Like I mean, the action just was like a very it was, uh, it, was an, it was an afterthought of the movie, and so like we're not gonna give it a high score on there. But you know, it was better than Transformers with Mark Wahlberg that was the stupidest shit I've ever seen god damn
0: it see and the the reason we like to get action involved here is so we can shit on Transformers Age of Extinction as much as fucking possible yeah basically that's basically the only reason we have action in here so uh, I mean but if anything can end up standing up to the Dark Knight at number 10 I look forward to it oh I yeah. look forward We're gonna start doing talking about more movies more and more often. So mm-hmm. if anything can stand up to that ten, I'll be surprised. And also, the,
1: these categories were also the the way that we ranked them it was created according to quality of movie in a particular category. So it's like. Um, the Dark Knight is a good action movie that it's also a good all-around movie not yeah. simply like oh this is just an action thriller like oh my god like
0: Because the- it can be hard to differentiate between yeah. what's good act- like usually it's not like oh well, this action is almost as good as this action but it's yeah. not as good as this action you know right. it's these movies are good and they're also action movies or yeah. they are bad and they're also action <laughs> <laughs> movies <laughs> that's just how this thing works so yeah. for a scale of 1 to 10 JoJo Rabbit action score comes to 2.5. So we've got a 7.5 in comedy, 2.5 in action. Next, emotion. This movie make you feel at all?
1: It, I mean, it didn't for a long time.
0: But then that one scene pops <laughs> up and it hits hard. It does. It does it hit hits harder. harder than hell.
1: And and that gives it I think a lot of the credit that we gave it, you know, like it, it that is a
0: The back half of the movie is a lot stronger than the front yeah.
1: half. There's like there's but there's also just like a minute long scene that kind of encapsulates the, 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 whole s- movie. the whole yeah the point of the plot like that, the question to the answer that I had 20 minutes in wondering what the fuck is going on
0: mm-hmm. for sure because it really is building to that that's the climax of the movie yeah. and I've never had a climax of a movie be a child's mother dying <sighs> yeah that's, that's, that's emotional shit right there so on a scale of cats to ten we've got one cats two life itself Three, The Spectacular Now. Four, High School Musical 3. Five, American Honey. Six, The Fault in Our Stars. Seven, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Eight, Bridge to Terabithia. Nine, Boys in the Hood. Ten, Fruitvale Station. Where does Jojo Rabbit fall cats to Fruitvale Station in terms of emotion?
1: Um, 7.5, a, a good 7.5. So not quite as bad as Bridge to Terabithia. Um, but Bridge to Terabithia will scar you from life. Yeah, no, that movie is like... That's like I don't really want to talk You about know, like a little boy's a little boy's mother's talk about A little
0: boy's, I don't, I don't mother, little boy's mother died God, in JoJo Rabbit, you. but a little God. girl died in Bridge to uh, I don't want to weigh lives here, but a little girl, that's fucking devastating. Yeah. Especially the relationship that Josh Hutcherson and that little girl formed over the just, course of that. Yeah, movie. you know, okay. Can we move on? We can. <laughs> Thank you. Never again. Thank you. <laughs> but yeah, a beautiful day in the neighborhood. That more that more encu- encapsulates what this whole this whole section is about you know yeah. the emotion yeah. it makes you feel Definitely. regardless of that's that's uh, sadness happiness it just overall you feel that movie mm-hmm. so jojo rabbit makes you feel a little bit more than a beautiful day in the neighborhood but you don't get quite as sad as you would get watching bridge to Terabithia. No. so it falls between seven and eight 7.5 that's two point fives. my bad it's two point fives and a 2.5 visual aesthetic on a scale of cats to 10 we've got one cats two fantastic four not one of the recent ones the one from the 90s number three <laughs> x-men from the mo- from the year 2000 number four inglorious bastards number five thor ragnarok number six mid 90s number seven guava island number eight la la land number nine interstellar number 10 parasite where does jojo rabbit fall for you in visual aesthetic
1: visual aesthetic. It, you know, we thought this would be higher just because like we, it, was a, it was it, a it was a satisfying movie to watch. Like it, it was
0: a good-looking mu- It was a good-looking movie and Take a is a talented talented yeah. filmmaker.
1: Yeah. But to make this make sense on the scale, it had to be a 4.5.
0: It had to. Just just in the context of the scale. Yeah. Which some will say that our our 6 through 10 is mm-hmm. a little top heavy. <laughs> Those are some good-ass visual movies. Yeah. But Fuck it. Okay. Fuck it. <laughs> fuck it. We do what we want. Yeah, we <laughs> do what we want. <laughs> so, ultimately, we decided Jojo Rabbit falls at four point five. Visually is... better than Inglorious Bastards, but not quite as visually pleasing as Thor Ragnarok.
1: Taiko Taiko would also himself did Thor Ragnarok. One. He he outdid himself on that one
0: though. I mean, it's and there were some beautiful beautiful shots in this movie, especially the ones in the. In Inga's room, mm. where they were like that last shot where he peeks in through the doorway, yeah, right before he's about to tell her that yeah. Germany won the war. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I re- that, that shot for some reason in my mind stands out like the symmetry of it and everything. I can just <sighs> see it perfectly in my head, but ultimately, it didn't fare incredibly well, as most movies probably won't in this category. Oh, yeah, uh, but for us, it fell at a 4.5 next just the plot just the plot just the plot was and a good story it was it was a, it was a solid story it i think was. we might have given it more credit than we needed to given what we've come to the conclusion of given that one part is what really makes the movie
1: what but no i mean that doesn't say it's a bad plot necessarily it just says that like it doesn't this this movie doesn't use much it doesn't try to do much it like that's fair it, it's just a very simple and to the point and that's good a lot of the times um
0: all right, so on a scale of cats to 10, we've got one, cats. Number two, behaving badly. Number three, paranormal activity. Number four, The Rise of Skywalker. Number five, I, Tanya. Number six, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Number seven, The Breakfast Club. Number eight, Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Number nine, Moonlight. Number ten, Blind Spotting. Where does Jojo Rabbit fall on a scale of cats to blind spotting?
1: They are they're up there in the seven point fives, the third the you know, the three seven point fives comedy motion plot. That was that's really better the, than the Breakfast Club, but just not not quite areas. Scott
0: Pilgrim versus the world. Yeah,
1: Scott Pilgrim's <laughs> on a different level.
0: I mean it's just wildly creative. It is. Like yeah. the plot it's not an overwhelmingly complex one, Mm-mm. but the way they got there is mm-hmm. one of the most creative ways I've ever seen a romantic comedy play out in my life. Right, right. You know? And it's
1: like if we compare, you know, video game world to uh, Nazi Germany. I take video game. I world. take video
0: game world. Yeah, but I take Nazi Germany over a library. <laughs> yeah. Well, you
1: know, yeah, they I mean, they they probably didn't have a big budget over. Uh,
0: they had they had a much bigger budget for. Uh, yeah. For oh, well, I don't know for Jojo Rabbit. I imagine that. I'd imagine so.
1: They, I mean, think about. They, they cost, got Scarlett Johansson. They needed a Sam single. Ronwell. They needed a single school to shoot Breakfast Club.
0: That's fair. That probably didn't cost shit to make. No. Filmed in the same neighborhood as the Home Alone movies. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Also a John Hughes film. John Hughes made both of those. Huh. But yeah, so in terms of plot, Jojo Rabbit falls just ahead of The Breakfast Club, just behind Scott Pilgrim vs. The World, just between 7 and 8. That's another 7.5 for Jojo Rabbit. And for the record, I want to be very clear that I did not mean it when I said I prefer Nazi Germany to libraries. I love books. <laughs>
1: good to know and i hate nazi germany
0: (laughs) (laughs) for the next one we have cast and crew this is going to be a fun one for all the movies we do in the future yeah it will so on a scale of cats to 10 we have one cats number two hulk number three straight out of compton number four rush hour number five the amazing spider-man 2 number six pulp fiction number seven iron man 2 Number eight, American Hustle. Number nine, Ocean's Eleven. Number ten, The Wolf of Wall Street. Where does Jojo Rabbit fall for you? Go.
1: Got it. I mean, the cast: Seiko Titi, Scarlett Johansson. Um, what, what's the other guy? Um, the 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 redeem. Guy. Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell. Um, it's it, it's it's good. You know, it's not bad at all. Uh, but it's not
0: the greatest cast ever.
1: Yeah, it's average. It's you know, it's a, it's a it's a it's B list stars.
0: I'd argue ScarJo's probably a. She's an A-lister at this point,
1: but she's really like—I mean, she's Black Widow. She's uh, like she's like icon- like she has like she has a name for herself. But it's like,
0: interesting. The only difference here is that take a YTT being in this film takes a, a cast with Scarlett Johansson and Sam Rockwell. From a from a seven down to a five point five, because <laughs> Iron Man two has both Scarlett Johansson and <laughs> Sam Rockwell. Iron
1: Man two is just better though. It's just, it's, I mean, because that also has Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. Don
0: Cheadle. I mean, it's coming strong. It's
1: is Robert. Uh, yeah, I guess she's on the same level as Robert Downey Jr. And that's an A list. Yeah, I guess so. She can have it. <laughs>
0: I'll award it. <laughs> it's up to me. <laughs> uh, but yeah, overall cast and crew, it was strong. I, I'd say it's better than The Amazing Spider-Man 2 with Andrew Garfield, Emma Stone, Jamie Foxx. Uh, but I don't know that it's quite as good as Pulp Fiction. I mean, with yeah. Samuel L. Jackson, John Travolta, Uma Thurman, and you got you got fucking Quentin Tarantino behind the camera.
1: It's three A-listers right there.
0: Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. And then one of the greatest filmmakers in history well I was thinking well Uma Thurman once upon a time was probably an A-lister after Pulp Fiction and Kill Bill both of them I mean like I
1: I, I feel like of those of John Travolta Quentin Tarantino oh yeah yeah,
0: Uma's not quite as she's not as
1: like you know notorious as them yeah
0: I love Uma Thurman though she is yeah she is good so yeah JoJo falls at a 5.5 in cast and crew so we add that all up we divide that bad boy by six and that comes to five point out of ten, five point eight out of ten. But we round up here. We like whole numbers. We so, like whole numbers. Six out of ten Stiff. on Penny Bloom's critic score.
1: Six out of ten. Which I can, you know, I can I can understand that.
0: We're grading on kind of a curve too, because mm-hmm. that doesn't mean we don't like it. Yeah. Right. You know, a six out of ten is still an A for me. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's it ain't no D that's, it, it's it's still a good, it's still a solid solid film and I really enjoy watching it shall we move on to the next segment I believe we shall let's go tell me sir do you want to eat no <laughs> it's fine go ahead take a bite go ahead and take a bite <laughs> of your Chipotle it's, Tavares. it's good it's good I'll wait <sighs> I, didn't, I didn't mean to spring it on you like that no
1: but. you know it's just you know I'm back we're ready so tell me Tavares
0: <laughs> what would happen if weed and alcohol switched places in our society?
1: You know, we'd live a lot more peaceful lives.
0: I tell you what, world be a lot happier. A lot happier,
1: less war, probably
0: to begin with. Better, p- better foreign relations. Better foreign relations
1: for sure. Um, probably got you know.
0: Our presidents would probably just chill the fuck out.
1: Yeah, they'd yeah, probably be like,
0: nobody's ever, nobody's ever smoked weed and then been like should crush the (laughs) port.
1: Give more money to the rich. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, Just keep all the money at the top. No redistribution of wealth. The food industry (laughs) would be completely revolutionized. Oh, um, man. Because then they can quite actively uh, create, one, supplements to uh, weed consumption. You know, more weed, but in your food. Um, Or they could create, like the follow-up to the weed consumption.
0: That's true.
1: Which is, like, something, like, I saw, like, the Hot Cheeto macaroni stuff today. They were like, oh, the weed smokers, the, like, the stoners finally got them to do it. And yeah. I was like, I mean, I don't know if I really, that doesn't sound too yeah. appetizing to me, but it sounds like a stoner idea. And I'm oh, sure it 100% some, and does. I'm sure Someone people, came up with that high. Yeah, people will love that. Like, and, and people, and I, I don't even have any problem with that. <laughs> like, we should definitely be trying to innovate in these ways, but only... Through the creativity that, you know...
0: Marijuana provides.
1: Mar- marijuana provides, yeah.
0: THC take you to THC. another galaxy.
1: Yeah. We also have to think about what, how many other people wouldn't be alcoholics and instead thinking, would just be I was thinking
0: overall nation's health, okay? Alcoholics. I mean, so many alcoholics.
1: Oh, yeah. It's ridiculous. Like, basically, everyone drinks. Like the percentage so has many to be like below drink. less than 20% of the world population drinks regularly.
0: Oh, I mean, absolutely. And I mean not even to mention drunk driving.
1: Exactly. You really I mean, I
0: don't I don't condone driving high either. Yeah. Right. But at the but same time But driving high is quite not literally not driving it's drunk.
1: just not as bad. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> just not
0: you're like, not going to be steering all over the road if anything you're going the, 30 and a 45 the goal
1: of, of the goal of uh, alcohol is to disorient you uh, like it, it's it's specifically to make it so that you know things are are moving that shouldn't be moving like that's like one of the main things that alcohol does like it just like your entire depth perception is completely thrown off uh, but weed is more so like that happens but it's not as uh, active, I guess. Like you're more you're ready to just kind of like relax. And so you might. <laughs> yeah, might. you could <laughs> fall asleep behind the wheel. Yeah, this is, this yeah. That, you could fall that's asleep. That's why I'm saying neither yeah. is good. See, the, the thing that popped into my mind though was not even the falling asleep, but what popped into my mind was just like cars. <laughs> like there's being an uptick in cars just flying like off of bridges and shit. there's just a
0: higher number of people passing out behind the wheel yeah
1: (laughs) because like
0: how'd they fly off the cliff well sir they fell asleep why (laughs) indica (laughs) indica (laughs) that's why because fuck them that's why you ever seen that Dave Chappelle skit? No,
1: uh, wait. I think so. I think so. Actually, wait. What, what happened to that one?
0: It's uh, he's working at the uh, print shop, and he's he's being instructing people how to be uh, terrible at customer service, like the employees. He's like, and they'll ask why, cause fuck 'em. That's why. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, I remember that. Yeah, <laughs> cause, fuck <'em>, that's-
0: <laughs> cause fuck 'em. That's why. Cause uh, fuck 'em. That's why. Another really big thing that would be changed is uh. Bars, bars would be essentially non-existent. Oh yeah, they would instead be uh just more more of a lounge sort of yeah. thing. Yeah,
1: no, definitely. Like when you think of a bar, like even if I will, I think bars would still exist for sure. How they how they do because people always want to drink and like, oh yeah, talk. we'll get
0: some speakeasies up in this. Oh yeah, oh yeah.
1: Um, but I feel like bars and their perception would kind of change like they were there would also be a part of a bar or a form of a bar where you could just go and smoke yeah and that doesn't really exist
0: it wouldn't be like a club you know it wouldn't be the it wouldn't like, be booming would music it, it wouldn't be people
1: things, up and dancing it would be people have you been into a inside a hookah bar
0: i have not but i i know enough about hookah that's bars what that's what it would be what you're like talking. that is what it would be yeah. like It's like in Rick and Morty when they're in that that hookah bar and they're making peace with alien species Mm -hmm. just through smoking. I think that's exactly how it would go. Yeah. Like Donnie would sit down with uh, Kim Jong-un and they'd be like, man, we might nuke your ass. And the other would just be like, Hit this. <laughs> <laughs> hit, hit this for me, right Come quick. Come on, bro. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> like you, ain't sm- ju- you ain't smoke the weed from the Kush Mountains now, have you? <laughs> <laughs> hit this for me, right quick. He's like, man, we best friends now. <laughs> you know? That's just how it goes. <laughs> this is how it goes. <laughs> this is how it goes. You smoke. You smoke with a person. You're bonded in a way you're not bonded with other people, at least for a little bit.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, that, I I could see that, but can we see Donald Trump smoking weed? I could see him smoking crack. Yeah, yeah. Okay, never mind. That's a blasphemous question on my part. I don't know why. Would he doesn't questioned. deserve weed. He doesn't, honestly. People would also be more natural, I feel like, too. Like, you know how, like, we everybody who smokes weed is, like, typically more of a person who's in tune with, like, the earth and shit, or yeah. at least tries to be?
0: Or, yeah. It, because
1: you realize what it means for the earth to be in tune with you. Yeah. Like, it's
0: like... I've never... I've never been a super religious person.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But I am more spiritual, I'd say. hmm And being more connected to the earth around me and nature and stuff makes me feel more in tune yeah. with everything. Right. And it just it's just nicer.
1: And then think about, like, what... Which it's weird that... Eating hasn't done this enough yet, and maybe it has. This is this is what we would refer to as, I guess, veganism and, and vegetarianism. Um, but like thinking about how we consume things from the earth, like and how that characterizes our relationship
0: to the earth itself. Oh yeah, that's that's a big part of why I am a vegetarian. Yeah, It's because I, I was like, I, have I told you the story? No. How I was sitting down at my I was sitting down at my grandparents', and every time we go over there, my grandpa either smokes ribs or he cooks fish. And, uh, I sat down with this plate of ribs in front of me and I looked at it and I was like, man, this dude was alive. <laughs> like this <laughs> was a pig. Yeah. <laughs> and I fucks with pigs, you yeah. know? <laughs> <laughs> I like, I like pigs and I really like cows. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? I like all the animals. <laughs> Give me a second, bro. Give I don't think I want to eat these motherfuckers anymore. <laughs> like that's that's how it went. Yeah. And I, I, I put my I put my ribs back and my mom was like, What are you doing? I was like, I'm not hungry. I didn't tell them I was a vegetarian for like a month. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> yeah. You just decided there though? Yeah, right there, right there with a plate of ribs in front
1: of me. I was like, "Nah, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. And I mean that that's like Yeah, no, that's really dope though. That's how it should go because it's like when you recognize like what you have in common, it's like that's something that I think weed has always done was like, it, it for it's a weird thing that opens up your mind to like certain like experiences in your own life that like you that 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 have made you who you are, but also like relate you to other people. Like it's weird. I don't know.
0: There's a magnificent line in a Mac Miller song, Dunno, mm-hmm. where he says, "You was coughing when you hit my weed. Yeah, it was so cute. You want to be like me." <laughs> And that's a feeling, if you have ever smoked with anyone, literally everyone has when they smoke. Yeah. It's like, you never, like, if, if I'm with someone, we're high. Uh-huh. We're connecting. We're like, connecting. We're connecting. Yeah, we don't exactly. even really have to be speaking out loud. Exactly. Like, there is something about us being together in that moment yep. <laughs> that, that makes it more special than other moments. Yeah, right. <laughs> and
1: that's literally, like, I, I just realized this, probably this summer, I think that, like, and I got into this habit when I first got into college of always having, like, a smoke buddy. Like, it was me and my roommate, like, yeah. every time we would smoke. And then, like, sometimes I go smoke by myself, but I was always, like, those are always forgettable smoke sessions. And now I'm at the point where there's sometimes where, like, unless I can, like, text somebody and be like, hey, bro, like, you doing anything, like, trying to smoke or something? Like, I just won't even smoke. I'll just go home. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm just, like, I don't even, like, at this point, doing it alone is just. It's
0: more about connect. Like, it's, it's more about the yeah. connect. Like, I love. Like I said, that's the feeling right there. Yeah. Is is being with someone like like we we talk about with movies and music, you gotta uh-huh. create the feeling. You, you, Weed you, creates you, you that feeling, create the without feeling without fail. Without Every fail. Every time <laughs> it makes that feeling. So it's yeah. like like whenever we're talking about that, just get high once. That's the feeling we're talking oh, about. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah,
1: yeah, no, for sure, for sure. And that's
0: preferably with someone you care about. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> that's it's fun as fuck. Exactly. What like I was I was with uh, a couple of buddies. I shouldn't mention anyone by name because we're talking about illegal activities on the <laughs> podcast. But <laughs> but I was I was with them the other day and we were we were just riding around and I was like, you know what? I fucking love you guys. <laughs> yeah. I swear and to God. I will forever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no,
1: like, there's like, no I will doubt always about. Always be the dude. It. It's like I just like uh, that's what, and what it I does. just think
0: if like. If it was like you're coming up as a youngin, and it's like when you're 18, you get to smoke weed. Yeah. The way alcohol. When you're 21, Mm -hmm. you get to drink. And obviously people do it beforehand just as people have smoked weed before they're 18, obviously. Right. But there has to be those sort of regulations, obviously. So, like, you come up, and that's what you're hearing is like, oh, one day I get to smoke weed.
1: uh
0: Then everyone smokes weed. <laughs> then everyone smokes weed. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, well, there, there's, there's still, very few people who, in their lives, how will do not we, try a sip of alcohol. How
1: do we debunk that idea that it's it's more of a drug than alcohol is though? How do we how do we reverse that?
0: I think it's already in the process of being. It
1: reversed. is in the process, but like, you got to think like people still like seriously like look down on people who smoke weed as doing drugs. Under that umbrella. And it's like I mean, and
0: you are you are doing drugs.
1: I, yeah, I don't know. I don't consider weed a drug. I I <laughs> like just personally, like it is. I guess it is a drug. It is a drug. But yeah, yeah it's like, like
0: that's where I'm coming from. I get what you're saying. It, it Do we call
1: Tylenol a drug?
0: No, you don't. Yeah. And these do are you drugs. fucks with Tylenol like you fucks with weed though? I fuck with weed more. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what that's what I'm talking about. Therefore. <laughs> Like, you can't say, do we call Tylenol or Ibuprofen a drug? It's like, no, because it doesn't do what weed does. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs>
2: I mean, yeah,
1: like, I get what you're saying. I tell, yeah. <laughs> I, I get where you're coming I from right now. I get where you're coming from, too, but that's the, that's the
0: dilemma. <laughs> yeah, it really is. It, I, it, I don't see, know. See, like, I... Well, The, connota- the bad connotation that surrounds drug is the problem. The word drug, like, drugs itself is not the problem. Yeah. It's the way people react to the word drug.
1: Yeah, that's a good point, yeah.
0: Because, like, I mean, natural things that come from the earth, if they have a healing factor, mm-hmm. they're a medicinal drug. Mm-hmm. That's just how things work. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't know.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, and ultimately, like, I think it is slowly changing. And maybe once upon a time, w- weed will just be this, like, thing that is, like, openly available. Oh, it will be. It I will. have no yeah.
0: doubt. Yeah. Especially with, I mean, if it's not anytime soon, certainly by the time we're 60. It better fucking be. Oh, if it's not, it's, like, like I mean, like, y- universally. Yeah. Like, around the world, nobody will be like, you can't smoke weed. Yeah. Like.
1: Yeah, it'll just be a normal thing. Like,
0: in our lifetime, that will happen. Yeah. I'm certain of it. And if it doesn't, something went wrong.
1: <laughs> something went wrong, yeah.
0: Like a, 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 a catastrophe of some <laughs> ginormous level. We, we,
1: we can't let that happen. Here on the Penny Bloom Podcast, we had got to dedicate ourselves. Can't no, let that we'll,
0: t- we'll talk about something involving weed every week forever. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sports. <laughs> How would sports be different? Sports. I don't think as many people would give a shit. <laughs>
1: no, no, definitely not. Definitely not. We definitely can. I've seen weed ruin people who play sports um not not a good thing but at the same time
0: weed does provide a good outlet for like football players it does that's
1: a nice pain reliever but it's it's that age thing again where it is important what age you think about like what time you're actually starting to use these things um and like i guess in hindsight i probably should not have been smoking as young as i was like straight up but um i did anyway and that's why you know we're here now <laughs> but, um, like I definitely should have. Two sitting
0: in a bedroom <laughs> recording a podcast <laughs> about their life failures. <laughs> <laughs> recording a podcast super high. Like. <laughs>
1: um, yeah, but yeah, that 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 is a, that is true because it's like it once you, once you know some people they just start things and can't stop.
0: It's true. Yeah. It is true. What about being at sporting events? Yeah, that would be. There are so people much more walking fun. around. Well, but like, think about that. You're playing sports, <laughs> and people are just hotboxing the stadium. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> I, I don't think they'd be allowed. I don't no, think it'd be allowed at sporting events, also, especially we're, not we're, at we're ones just, that have thinking, a close. We're ceiling.
1: thinking just smoking too. Like you could also there could people could take edibles before sporting. events. One hundred percent. I mean that, that can would happen be huge. Now, people like you could order food with the infused like dishes at <sighs> restaurants at, the, at games? the games. Yeah. Could, That'd be a bet
0: that right there.
1: You could, uh, we didn't even put this concerts.
0: Concerts, bro. The kids whole wouldn't be place. able to go though. <laughs> Yo, like, yeah, oh. the whole place I guess would that's
1: just already be kind of true. But like, there's certain you know they have their artists or whatever. Because right.
0: already most concerts are like a fucking hot box. Yeah, if it was legal, yeah. the entire place would be a fucking hot box. <laughs> you, you, it would be the greatest. Oh my god.
1: So you know how like car people have like like car meets or something where they like get together and like everybody knows each other
0: i know what you're talking about yeah keep going weed people i'm into it (laughs) weed people
1: have never been able to just like other than like buying weed like itself other than like just consuming it they had there's no other place that you know all the weed smokers are gonna be at. like have you ever met a person who likes weed and doesn't like music How is that possible? It's not possible. And here's the thing.
0: This goes back to what I was. Weed gets you in tune with everything. Okay. Like I was saying earlier, nobody hits weed and is like. We should pass laws that limit the rights of uh, (laughs) homosexual people. (laughs) Like no one does that, you know. Nobody does. Nobody smokes weed and gets more conservative.
1: (laughs) That is actually one hundred percent true. Like without a doubt, (laughs) it's just how it works.
0: And And, I mean, like, and and that's not to say that obviously conservative people can like music.
1: Well, but do they really like music? Think about what they listen to. Titties and beer. (laughs) Titties and beer,
0: right there. Would that song exist? Yes,
1: would that song exist?
0: Oh, how different would the country music genre be if they couldn't talk about beer? (laughs) God.
1: It wouldn't wouldn't change. They would just be those weirdos who still did always drink and everybody would look down on them.
0: Because think about it. Rappers still talk about weed. Yeah. Yeah, no,
1: definitely. And everybody thinks they're cool. Yeah, it's true. You hear a hillbilly talking about drinking beer and you're like,
0: "Hey, so do I." <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much every person who's existing <laughs> eventually drinks beer. <laughs> Which is
1: not true, but uh, you you get the point that I'm making. I get um, what you said, yeah. Yeah, no, but back to this concerts. You mm-hmm. would be able to get anything you, like you 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 would meet people one who liked the people you like in terms of music. Which already so,
0: happens at concerts and it's awesome. Exactly.
1: And then think about what the smoke session is a lot of the times. It's
0: just a it's just a,
1: a concert in your car. Yeah, it's just sitting in silence as you all right. vibe. And so if you vibe with someone at the concert, you're like, We vibe here. We, we could, could vibe there, anywhere. Anywhere <laughs> in the car. You're like, let's smoke. And you, you got you got that network. But also
0: we could vibe Selling in the marijuana. It wasn't me. We could vibe on the sofa. It wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> you would we could smoke weed in the shower. <laughs> it wasn't me. <laughs> you even uh, caught me on camera. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um
1: you uh You also be able to meet people who could get you weed too. A lot easier. Oh. One
0: hundred percent. But if it's like yeah. that shit's getting sold in like convenience stores.
1: Yeah, no, that's true. Damn. I mean, if we're
0: talking about alcohol and weed switching places, yeah. weeds getting sold at Quick Trip.
1: Yeah, yeah. Why not?
0: That's a that's a that's a fucking your gas
1: dealer tomorrow, becomes right. your gas dealer. <laughs> it's
0: literally a gas station. <laughs> yeah, genius.
1: Never ever be called weed again. Just gas. Yeah. Hey, yeah. I went to go get some I'm gas. Get some gas. <laughs> what kind of gas? <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Kinda, okay, that's a per gallon. <laughs> <laughs> so, wh- which one's that, man? <laughs> <laughs> Advertising. There's a lot of beer ads. Imagine just a commercial for like Bud Light. Yo, it could keep his name. It could keep its tri- name.
1: Look at those trichomes, bro. Oh my god. Yo, that's crazy. That light. shit's shiny.
0: Core is light.
1: But then also think about how they manipulate weed if it became like open. Like how they manipulate food and shit. Like there were you would see some weed to be like, yo, what the fuck did you put in there? That's true. Like that shit should not be fucking like
0: This shit violent. should not be legal. Or, no, it, <laughs> should, it should be violent. It
1: shouldn't be what's
0: a color weed shouldn't be? Red. Red. I've never seen red weed. Red weed. Ugh. That'd be kind of scary, but kind of dope. Be kind of crazy. I'd be like, "Whoa, what would you put in that?" <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's. Let's see blue weed. I used to play a uh, Wiz Khalifa's Weed Farm on my phone, mm-hmm. and there was this uh, this strain called Blue Dream. Looked magnificent. It was blue. Blue Dream is all right. I don't think
1: I don't think Blue Dream's actually blue.
0: The plant was. Yeah, oh. In the game. Oh, okay. I mean, it's a cartoon. <laughs> so how, how put as much stock in that as you want. <laughs> I
1: don't know. I feel like I've had Blue Dream before. I can't remember, though. I can't remember if it was...
0: Maybe it was a dream.
1: No. Alrighty. Hey, <laughs> ba <ba-dums. laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hilarious. All right. Uh, you got anything else to say about if weed and alcohol switched places?
1: No. No. I think we, uh, we covered it pretty thorough.
0: Yeah, we... It, and more. And more. <laughs> <laughs> more. More than we needed to. Yeah. So let's move on to Comic Club to close the show. So we're back with Comic Club talking about Black Panther, the intergalactic empire of Wakanda written by Ta-Nehisi Coates.
1: Bing, bing, boom.
0: Bye. You know, this was a good three-issue run. I really enjoyed it. It was. And some of the best cover art for any comics I've ever seen in my life. Oh, Five yeah. and six, fucking I, breathtaking. I kept looking
1: at it just being like, oh
0: Yo, I wonder
1: to what extent, like the writer and the artist work together. I, I've always been the,
0: curious, and I'm assuming it's a uh, it's kind of based on a personal basis. Mm-hmm. You know, depending on the writer and yeah, uh, illustrator combo, because there has to be a degree of collaboration. He mm-hmm. can't. He obviously can't go in blind mm-hmm. with uh, without the writing. Yeah. And narrative is based a lot on portrayal and visuals, yeah. Yeah, because like that was something that I've, I've talked about this every time we have talked about comic books, but because it's a great example of everything that a comic book should do. Watchmen. Yeah. Like the way that the artist and the writer work together to visually tell the story was fucking astounding. Mm-hmm. And I think this does a very solid job of that as well. I think there are some cases like during action sequences. I often think they could do a little better. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not often overwhelmed by the beauty of action sequences. It's more just like them talking that <laughs> usually stands out to me for some reason. Yeah, but uh, I really, I really enjoy this comic book so far.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. No, me too. It's it's a really good one.
0: Let's talk about issue four. We open on Manifold with a foot on M'Baku's chest. When Manifold <coughs> tells him that he's a slave and in his natural state. With his foot on his chest. Mm-hmm. And Baku responds, under Njadaka, we are all mules. I thought that was a good-ass response. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it gets to the it's fucking the point. the truest one. <laughs> yeah, for sure. As he finishes his sentence, Niami fires at Manifold, taking him by surprise and disabling him. Taken back to the heart of the ambush, we learn Nakia, T'Challa, and their fellow Maroons are outnumbered three to one. When Niami orders a retreat, T'Challa has zero issue carving a path to the shuttles just absolutely goes to work. Nakia is briefly grabbed by an Ascari, but she then stabs his knee and slashes his throat in what is probably the most graphic scene in the entire fucking book. Oh, yeah. Or any of these, really. And as wave two starts to bear down on the maroons, the urgency for retreat increases, but Manifold shows up to make things difficult again. He slices slices three maroons straight in fucking half, (laughs) which I thought was kind of fucking awesome, but I mean, you know. Hey, you
1: know, that's how they do it in comics.
0: That really is how they do it in comics. And, you know, I'm down. I'm down for it. It's kind of fucking dope, if you ask me. <laughs> <clears throat> so he slices the three in half, and when he sends an energy beam at T'Challa, he catches it.
1: Oh, shit. I didn't even realize that's what he did.
0: He catches it and turns it into a weapon called the Spear of Bashanga. Should be noted, Bishanga, once a warrior shaman, was the first king of Wakanda and the first Black Panther. So that's what the spear represents, and you see a, uh, you see Nakia and Niami be yeah. like, "Holy fucking shit! Did yeah. you just see that? <laughs> that's the spear of Bishanga. Like, this guy's a fucking king. <laughs> yeah, he's the one who put the knife where it belongs. Yeah, <laughs> this I know. <laughs> this I know. <laughs> he throws it through Manifold, and Nakia and Niami are just fucking blown away. As I said, mm-hmm. they quickly board the shuttles and take off, but Manifold rises, jumps, and fires a launcher at Niami's shuttle. And uh Yami's gone. It's kind of a rough moment. Yeah, yeah. She was she was obviously the heart of this uh this maroon movement, mm-hmm. it seemed like. And Mbaku runs through runs to the uh, command center to find Nakia T'Challa, and another standing there, and he is told they can grieve later, but that he is now in command.
1: I love how it's like the like on the um panel before that. Um where they, like, the way that M'Baku is running back, Mm -hmm. that's, like, it's just, like, spread out across three of the boxes. And so that's, like, a scene... It provokes a sense of urgency. That, and it's, like, a scene itself, like, following the events of this panel.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. And then the next panel is absolutely beautiful, where he walks Mm -hmm. in and he sees them standing there in front of that uh, control panel with all Mm -hmm. the colors there, that that yellow gold shining on his back and the Mm -hmm. red shining on his front. It's just very very pretty and visually appealing man I didn't notice that the first time I was looking through this but now looking back at it it's absolutely fucking beautiful he feels Nakia should lead but one of the nameless must lead the maroons we learn. thought that was interesting mm-hmm. and we also learned that Nakia not born a nameless which is interesting because I thought that was kind of the maroons deal but I suppose not there could be rebellion from anywhere yeah We then cut to Njataka speaking with uh, his advisor, Achibe. He tells him to take care of the, quote, heretic T'Challa. There can only be one avatar of Bast. And with that, we end issue four. We see Mother Bast.
1: I wonder if the, is that Bast, like, is it it sentient itself? You know how, like, spirit creatures will be?
0: I'd imagine so, because, well, in issue five, she uh she she morphs into the humanoid form.
1: Oh shit! Hold on. Go ahead.
0: Go ahead. Mm-hmm. We're gonna move on to issue five. Begins as a mar at a maroon hideout in uh, Nahonda's Latis, which is a different part of the galaxy. It's got its own its, its own little corner, you know. Mm-hmm. And we've taken a five year leap. Since Niami's death. So, again, we had a two-year leap between the first and second issue, and now we've gotten a five-year leap in between issue four and five, which I thought was just, like, super bold, and that, I that don't make, hear that, that often. That makes
1: sense, though, for, I think, Coates, because he's, like, he's very fast-paced with how, oh, he, 100%. with how he does his things.
0: Yeah, for sure. And this reminded me of, uh, in Empire Strikes Back, how... At the beginning, after the Rebellion had blown up the Death Star, the Empire had started seeking out their rebel hideout, so they also had to retreat to an ice planet. Mm-hmm. I thought that was dope. I and thought maybe it was a little bit of an homage. I don't know. Possibly. Oh, it could have been, yeah. T'Challa's going for a fly with some sort of Falcon-like mechanism. Didn't it remind you of that a little bit? Huh? Falcon from Iron Man? Or Captain America?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. The that, that, is kinda, that is kind of the same Technology, I guess. I, does that would that have existed in this world?
0: I'm assuming so. I mean, I, with Wakanda's technology, I'd I'd almost certainly guess it does.
1: Is the in, no? How would have to be in the future? Yeah. So I guess it would.
0: But uh, he's taking the ship for a fl- flight, and he uh, crashes. Nakia informs him that uh, informs us he's not doing well, given he was promised his memories back, and then the Maroons were you know, destroyed for a little bit. Nice. Maroon. (laughs) you clever one over here. (laughs) (laughs) We learned uh, Nakia was born in Imperial, which I thought was interesting. Don't know why. i was just like, huh? She was, she saw the shit going on. She was like, I don't like
1: it. (laughs) It, Well, it's like, it's like we talked about in Jojo Rabbit. Like it's always, there's bullshit is shit can get. People will still be like that. This obviously crosses the line. Yeah.
0: Nyami taught her that she was more than just an imperial, she says, and now she feels the responsibility to do the same for T'Challa, to teach him that he's more than just his forgotten past. He can move on to the future. T'Challa hands the spear of Bishanga to Nakia and tells her that she can do what she wishes with it. He says that he, they've stopped fighting, their champion is dead, and that spear reminds him of the day he lost all hope, which I thought was interesting. I mean, I, it, like you said, Tanasi moves really quick with his writing.
1: But it's it's like the insurmountable, like you know he he is still a, a pessimist. Yeah, that's <laughs> like, true. People like there's a there's a uh, I think I still have it on my phone. I better, but it's like my favorite like clip of Tanahashi coach speaking ever, where he goes, "I'm not pessimistic. Like I don't know why people say that about me. Everybody's gonna die. <laughs> that's straight up what he says." <laughs> and I'm like, I've seen I, that clip. I know what you're talking. I'm about. I'm like, that is that is. My entire world view <laughs> It really is It's like
0: I'm not pessimistic It's just like Everybody's gonna die yeah. And that's just how things work yeah. Okay And like, like and,
1: people go That is the definition of pessimistic And it's I'm like, like nah, no, no, It's not
0: No I'm not saying that like Because we all die We shouldn't care Yeah right I'm, I'm saying that because we all die This like You can we let sh- loose a little bit sh- You seem like that, Like it, it's not true or yeah. Like there's
1: a, there's a possibility Of, of something else Just yeah, but like that—that's that, what that w- reflected to me was just kind of like the, this idea of um, the the insurmountable task, where you know he's like
0: overcoming this is too heavy of a burden. Right. Nakia tells him that the time has come again to fight. They've been found, and we he get uh, we get a glimpse of T'Challa's resentment of Mbaku's choosing not to fight, which I thought was interesting. He was like he's hidden this here. I like, here I like seeing planet. Mbaku
1: and, and um, T'Challa as like comrades i do too
0: like i enjoy them together a lot yeah and i like that a lot of these characters actually refer to each other as comrade mm-hmm. i really enjoy that word makes me happy
1: i wonder if that was a nod to like um oh almost certainly the black <laughs> panther
0: party mm-hmm. oh 100 i'd imagine so i mean maybe not though you never know he discusses being haunted and how it prevents his moving forward how he's uh You know, he was in love and stuff, and he doesn't even know what he was in love with. Mm -hmm. He just knows that he was in love, which has to be fucking brutal, Yeah, you'd think. We then realize that Nakia and T'Challa have developed a begrudging romance as they take each other's faces in hand, which I thought was also, again, very, like, oh, okay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, obviously, it's been five years. They've spent a lot more time together. I imagine this has developed over that time, specifically, Yeah, and... Nakia's pretty understanding about it, too. She's like, I know you always loved her, and I get it, but you don't remember her, and I'm right here. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm right here.
1: That's usually how it goes. They're just like, just fucking
0: do it. Yeah, exactly. Stop being a little bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Nakia explains that while she doesn't always agree with him and Baku has protected them, he allowed us to live to fight another day. That day is now. I was like, hey, okay, Nakia. That day is now. I fucks with you. Nakia tells him that she knows he has a death wish, but if he stopped running from who he once was, he can again be restored. She hands him a disc of some sort. And in the next one, we see the disc contains a message from Niami. And T'Challa watches it. it says, Captain Niami reporting from Sector 9A of Nahanda's Latisse. I bring good tidings, comrades. We have recovered a great weapon in our, in our fight to restore the Nameless, the Imkron Shard. But more important than that, I am convinced now that we have found the champion whom Jataka so fears. He fights with the strength of twenty men and is haunted by dreams of a woman whom I believe to be the Hadari Yao, which is the woman who controls the weather, Mm -hmm. storm, storm, which is fucking awesome. That she has like a name in their lore. Right. Like, and I was like, like... she's like a, she's literally a goddess. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, Literally.
1: There's, I mean, she controls the weather. She is a goddess. <laughs>
0: there is now no doubt in my mind who this man is. T'Challa. he who put the night, who he who put the blade where it belonged. And I was like, fuck yeah, he's who put he's who put the blade where it belonged. God, it was so And that, cool. and this is
1: like honestly, this is why like the the 5 years it's all like he's like, you know, th- there's a reason I did all of this. You don't we're not here for that all the backstory we're here for the moment of, yeah. of, of of just like this man actually like you know realizing himself
0: yeah no shit can't wait for that fucking thing to happen T'Challa breaks down and cries at the revelation oh there it is <laughs> 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 he makes his way through a door to find the spear and his Black Panther mask he grabs both he takes flight to the command center and it's official T'Challa is ready to fight once again he gives M'Baku the Wakandan salute and M'Baku says alright then let's get back to work I was like, fuck yeah.
1: Let's get back The to Maroons,
0: it. all back together. <laughs> I'm so excited. And I mean, he did the Wakandan salute and everything. And then we get to issue number six, which, a fucking great issue. I loved this one. And the cover art, I mean, come on.
1: I just like, I like the, uh, yeah, no, the cover art is, is that's hard. With Njotaka holding
0: uh-huh. Chalo just... over his head. So pimp. And it's just like it's just like the pose he did when he threw him from the mountain in Black Panther. Oh yeah, yeah. I I'd be willing to bet. That. I'd be willing to bet that's exactly what inspired it.
1: I didn't even think about
0: that. Uh, my first note for this one was coolest and most ominous cover art. <laughs> we open on Injatika kneeling before Mother Bast at the Orisha Gate. She slowly morphs into a human figure to discuss why Injadaka is there. He tells her, regret, and she explains that no champion of hers was ever more certain, which I thought was cool. She was like, this guy was super strong. This guy was dope, but, you know, you were always really sure about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you always were pretty confident in what you were doing. Yeah. This is interesting. He says time has humbled him, when in reality her avatar, chachala is really what... Fucked him up. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, time didn't do shit. T'Challa yeah. just came back and he was like, fuck.
1: He was just like, uh, we're here.
0: He's like, okay, I guess time's up. <laughs> she explains to Injatica that not only the faith of her subjects, drew her and Orisha from Wakandan Prime, Earth, but the expansion across the galaxy by fanatics led by Injatica. We then get a flashback showing how he let all his power and fame and glory get to his head. Which I thought was interesting like T'Challa was king, like sitting king. Yeah. And N'Jadaka was the leader of these uh I can't remember what their force is called. The ones dressed up as Black Panthers but all white.
1: Mhm. Uh yeah, I can't remember the name either. I can't
0: I can't right now, but N'Jotica led them and apparently was a big fucking deal. Which is interesting to know. Because the Black the Black Panther we know from the movie is that like he never even yeah new to Chala really yeah until yeah. he came back and was like what's up bitch but like sort of fuck things up think, what's I, up I,
1: auntie there there was kind of like something there that like they, they have to they don't want it to get as mystical but at the same time like in a way they were always kind of brothers yeah you know what i mean mm-hmm. like because I, I feel like i got that like you could take that away from that movie if you wanted they to. were always connected and yeah way. they were connected in some yeah way.
0: She then tells him that his problem lies in the fact that he believes that the power belongs to him, not that he is a steward of that power, as he explained that's how he explained his lack of faith
1: and that 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 reminded me of that scene when um in Black Panther, the movie where he uh he met his father, yeah, yeah, and I was like that was like his message to
0: him well, and that's what's cool about these a lot of comic book characters too is like their core main points about them always remain mm-hmm. the same. Their character traits don't change very much. And
1: that's important
0: though. Oh like it, very, very the important character. The character always has to feel the same. Yeah. They're not the exact same. You like a little yeah. variety. Yeah.
1: But you, you have to offer And is always gonna be this familiarity. tortured guy. Familiarity. Yeah.
0: is always gonna be this tortured guy. Mm-hmm. We see that the army of Wakanda attempted to take down Injadaka, and the fanatics were forced into hiding. But this is where he found the Clintar, which is what we learned the name of the Venom uh, symbiote thing we thought was. It's called the Clintar. He said he gave himself to the Clintar because, quote, it was him and therefore could never betray him. Could never betray him. I was like, huh, okay. Interesting. Sure. <laughs> when he was given this power, he realized conquest is the only defense. I was like, ugh.
1: It's, it's that thing, you know, I wish I wish more young boys had that blind fanaticism. <laughs> it really is.
0: <laughs> See, but like, Black Panther makes a good point of showing how Njotica felt Yeah, that he was forced into that. Like, he forced himself into that, not forced himself into that feeling, but he witnessed the world around him, mm-hmm. and he grew that point of view. Yeah, yeah. That was blind fanaticism. <laughs> not Njotica. No, Jojo Rabbit yeah. was blind fanaticism. This guy, he witnessed the world and was like, Fuck
2: all that. <laughs> 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 Fast then
0: it. looks at him and asks if that is why he is here. One last con- conquest. To go from mortal man to a god. He believes this is what he must do to defeat T'Challa. He needs more than the Klintar in order to succeed. Which I thought was an interesting point to say right there, because, like, so you don't think you can beat T'Challa, but you think you can beat this goddess right here and now? <laughs> I was like logic doesn't really line up. But then it works out. It works out, it works out for he's him. He's
1: more afraid of T'Challa, I guess. Like.
0: He says, the time for my ascension is at hand. I was like, Ugh, that was pimp as Ooh, fuck. Oh, yeah. that, that had to <laughs> push a T. yuck, <laughs> it. It really <laughs> did. The time for my ascension is at hand. Yuck. <laughs> and now the battle is on. N'Jotica thinks he needs more than the Clintar to beat T'Challa, but thinks it's enough to beat an actual goddess, which <laughs> would not <never laughs> be funny. As they battle, she sinks her teeth into him, which is exactly what he wanted. Now, he may he may not be a god, but neither is she. And I don't really know exactly what happened here.
1: I'm assuming the power just took her over, or like, or it was too like powerful or something.
0: Is it because the way he describes the Clintar is that it's like part of him? Yeah. So I wonder if it's like a combatibi- compatibility thing.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like it's, it was just like something that like didn't. I don't. Yeah, I don't it, – like, it's just like – you know, because, like, there's, like, just certain things that don't really go together. Yeah. And so it could have just been, like, oh, this is, like, still, like – maybe may, – no, maybe that's what it was. It was it was still in Jataka's right? It was still, like, incompatible with her. But when he put it in, it still had his will or whatever. Like, he yeah. was still the controller of it. Maybe. He was just finding a way to administer it to her, which was by being attacked, which is – I don't know why – uh, well, I guess Tattali can't do that, and he would have known. Maybe that's why he was so confident.
0: Yeah, that's probably that probably is why he's so confident. That's, act, that's exactly what he wanted. He wanted that to happen.
1: Which is terrifying. But at the same time, Tattali won't have the same problem.
0: So it was interesting to have the first six issues, the first, quote, book, to end on, a, on this note, I thought. Because obviously it, it leaves a lot to be left desired.
1: Oh, yeah. But I mean, like, I think in terms of getting the characters on the ground, like it, he he definitely like didn't en- did enough to uh, at least get you invested in you know this eventual clash between T'Challa and Jataka.
0: Yeah, and when that happens, it'll be dope. It'll be dope for sure. Yeah, anything else to say about the intergalactic empire of Wakanda? No, I think that that's good. That was a fun one. Well, should we talk about seven through nine next time? You want to keep going? You want to take a break for a little bit? Come back. Mm, to be determined to be determined we'll talk about it later (laughs) you know in the coming weeks we're going to talk a lot more about a lot of movies we're going to start doing this ranking system that we did at the top episode a little bit more we're going to we're going to overall just be putting some more uh, overall effort and planning into our episodes I think that is good yeah I'm excited about it definitely yeah got anything else to say to the people
1: you know, it's been it's been it's been real.
0: It's been real. It's, it's been, been real, real as fuck. Uh, so remember, fuck off Hitler. Uh, praise Keanu Reeves. Praise Keanu Reeves always and forever. Uh, next week, do you want to watch another movie? I believe we shall. What movie do you want to want to watch? Oh, we're deciding now. You want to? Okay. We've got a few options on the table. We got Baltimore Rising. We got Ad Astra. Fight Club. The Weight of Gold, Snowpiercer, Cheech and Chong, Oakja, V for Vendetta, Defy Bloods, The Runaways. You got any ideas? <laughs>
1: mm, might as well just do Ad Astra. We were going to do that last we were week. We are
0: going to do that instead of Jojo Rabbit. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. You know, next week, come prepared to hear Ad Astra. Watch Ad Astra and come back. And we'll do the same exact thing we did for Jojo Rabbit, yep. but for Ad Astra. But for Ad Astra. And you know what? I bet it's awesome. I bet it's fucking awesome Because I love me some Brad Pitt Yeah Love me some Brad Pitt He always hits He
1: always hits How did uncut gems not make any Make the uh, The uh, Scale
0: Well I mean
1: At least in Emotion Or visual aesthetic
0: I mean emotion It runs high the emotion, just—I mean, visual aesthetic—is what I was thinking. Yeah. Because emotion, the way it fits into emotions, a little weird compared to other it movies. Yeah. Because the entire time you're just fucking anxious. Yeah, that's true. That
1: is a unique movie. That reminds me, we gotta we, still, we gotta put Good Time on there.
0: I watched Good Time. It's you fucking did? phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I saw it earlier when I was scrolling through Netflix, and I was like, "We'll definitely talk about Good Time." And yeah.
1: Like that. <laughs> that movie, like you were just like, "This is Robert Pattinson." Yeah. Like, no shit. Yo, what the fuck?
0: But, yeah, so we've got a lot of movies coming up soon, and we're going to talk about a lot of them next week. Come prepared for Ad Astra. Watch that shit. Come back. We'll talk about it next Monday on the Penny Bloom Podcast. I have been Colton Robertson. You can follow me on Twitter at Koro Bloom What about you, Tav?
1: My name is Tavaris Pennington. Don't follow good. me. I'm the FBI. No, I'm just playing. Uh, <laughs> uh, you the follow feds, me fuck at you. Tava underscore Pen. B-N-N.
0: Dope, dope, dope. Follow uh, Penny Bloom Pod on Twitter. We uh, we've been posting a lot more lately. Maybe we try to come up with some more Twitter content. We ought to try that.
1: We do, yeah, we do. Yeah.
0: Um, and you know, uh, just overall, live, live a happy life. Maybe uh, maybe smoke a little weed. If not, if you don't want to, don't feel don't hey. feel like we're pressuring you. Don't you do know. that. We we d- we're not. You know, not. do yeah. you? We suggest it. Of course. <laughs> <but> <laughs>
1: we suggest it. But do you? <laughs> do you?
0: You know, you don't you don't have to. You don't have to by any means. Uh, Come back next week We'll talk about Ad Astra Maybe we'll talk about A comic book I don't know We'll figure it out We'll figure it out Bye bitches